Be sure to check out an up-and-coming new podcast about anything and everything Marvel. The Marvel Fan Rave Podcast, hosted by Jonathan. The show is his platform to give unique views on the entire 80-year Marvel Universe. Be they a man in an iron suit, the king of a reclusive African nation, or the god of thunder, they're all relevant to Jonathan and his immense passion for the House of Ideas. If you're looking for an impassioned, informed, and engaging perspective on the mighty Marvel world, then check out the Marvel Fan Rave Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you stream your content. The Marvel Fan Rave Podcast is a definite must-listen. This is episode 593 for January 2020, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is from TLC, and it was the most popular song back in January of 1995, and that is the month we're headed back to with This Month in Spider History with JR. And episodes like this are made possible by people logging on to patreon.com slash crawlspace, they say, hey, you know what? I enjoy your podcast. I like what you're doing. I want to help you out. I want to support things I like. So they log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace, and they do it. And a perk, they get uh, exclusive podcasts like the Spider Satellite podcast where we reviewed, what, 25 books that are not amazing. Well, they, some of them were amazing, but they didn't have the name amazing on the cover. So, we're talking about Friendly Neighborhood, we're talking about uh, the 299 uh, issues, etc. Uh, another perk of being a Patreon member, you get your name set at the beginning of each episode, like I'm about to do right now. So, a public thank you goes out to Robert, Mohammed, Zach, Josh, James, Alex, Frazetta Hulk, David, Laura, Eric, Christopher, Datboy, Dowd, Thomas, Ricky, Michael, 2099, Craig, Patrick, Andrew, Michael K., uh, Haskimo, Bob, JB, John, Austin, Stephen, Byron, Sarah, Stuart, AJ, Jay, Chris, Scott, Kean, Nick, Taylor, Will, Symbiobro. Hashtag something good for you, Frederick and Stephen. Again, thank you to all those people that logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. They made this episode available for you to listen to it in your car, in your plane, in your tub. Yeah, I don't know where I want to know else where else you're listening to it, but uh, thank you to all those people. And again, if you want to sign up, uh, Patreon.com/slash/crawlspace. Jr. is ready for the first Spider History of 2020. Take it away, Jr. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to a new year, January 2020. Uh, well, let's start it off with the Spider History. Welcome to the new year, JR. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. There you go. I'm sure this will be just as miserable and deadly and as the previous years. Well, all right. Start it strong. All right, George, can you get, bring some optimism, please? Uh, I'm still alive. All right. They're still alive. <laughs> And at my age, oh my I was about God. to say that's not a, that's always a given. So, um, so let's. What January are we talking about? We're going back to January 1995, in the middle of the Clone Saga. We're going to Amazing Spider-Man number 397, written by J.M.D. Mateus and art by Mark Bagley. We've got Stunner. Uh, is this her first appearance? I believe it is. There you go. Web of Death, number one of four. The last Spidey Doc Ox saga of all time begins here. Little did we know back in 1995 how that was. But the the sad part of it is this time it really was meant to be true. Um, We're going to do something a little bit differently here, boys and girls. Is What had happened, obviously this is the clone saga. 
And one of the reasons in the past I've always avoided doing clone saga related stories, besides the fact that they're just hor they're horrible and it's like <laughs> a nightmare that we'd like to avoid, is just that the the prolonged nature of each of the stories and the way they stretched out or whatever, it, it it's kind of hard to actually do one in spider history. Uh, yeah. But after we did Craven's last hunt a few months ago, I kind of thought, well, as we get along, I mean, I mean, we've been doing spider history for more than 10 years now. Wow. And, <laughs> and if you're still with us, God help you. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and you know, I mean, not, not that we're running, we're not running out of months or running out of material, but you know, as you think about, but as I was thinking about it, it's really hard to do, to you can't do self-contained stories in a month because they last for months. So I'm thinking that on some of these, like I did with Craven's last hunt, instead of just maybe doing the issue for the month, doing a story that happened to either start or began or end that month or whatever, and just do the entire story. So what we have here is this, these, th there's two stories here, web of life and web of death. Okay. Um, and they, they went, they uh, occurred over all four spider titles in yeah. two consecutive months. So what I thought we would do here is we would start with, I think actually, which one happened first? Web, I have to, web of death did. Well, I, I don't, I, I could be wrong. Sorry. I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll start with, uh, we'll start with web of death because that's a Spider-Man story. Uh, yeah. And it, well, it, it, I'm looking at the previous issue back from the edge was the previous issue of amazing. So the web of death must be preceding web of life. Okay. So anyway, so anyway, this is a fabulous flip book. Okay. Oh, it says let, me, let me see what the, uh, the other side, I see the one with stunner on it. What's the other side look like? Well, <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, yeah, see, it's uh, there we go. Oh, it's got the yeah. lizard and uh, Billy and. Yeah, because yeah. it's, you know, the uh, pre, pre dessert menu, Billy. No, uh, no. So anyway, man. Anyway, we're, we're in a clone saga story here. Okay. So, um, how do I, we start out with Kane looking cool up on the, up on the side of a roof and he's thinking mysterious thoughts. Okay. He's there by himself. Okay. He's not talking to anybody in particular. Okay. In fact, nobody can hear him, but he's going to deliberately think mysterious things. His name is Kane. I know you, but you don't know me. You can't know me because I'm so mysterious. All right. And even though these are my own thoughts, I'll keep them dark and mysterious. <laughs> so nobody figures the plot out yet. Okay. I mean, and, and so it's basically, I am Kane. Okay, good. Good. Glad you know who you are. <laughs> and I know you Spider-Man better than you know yourself. The secrets of your past, the tragedies of your future. Depths of your loneliness, the intensity of your pain, but you, my friend, can never know me. <sighs> and that's exactly how I want it, at least for another few issues to keep the plot going. But All man, right. look at this Mark Bagley pretty art. Ooh, this is pretty. This is pretty. So anyway, so he's thinking all these mysterious thoughts. All right. Uh, and in a previous story, for example, the vulture had infected Spider-Man with a virus and now Spider-Man is dying. Okay. Uh, so is he swinging? He's, he's swinging through the city and then he collapses. And then he's found by a, a shadowy figure with four metal arms. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I'll go ahead and tell Brad it's Dr. Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Because unlike when he spoiled the one of them know the identity of the mysterious vagrant in issue number 156, who was Dr. Octopus? I'm just going to go ahead and say, anyway, so Peter's having visions of being in a test tube and floating in amniotic fluid. Yeah. So this is kind of leading you to, you know, the ultimate reveal. So is Peter a clone? Is he really a clone? And you said, Doc Ock finds him. And, you know, this, this boys and girls is white suit Doc Ock. Uh, it's, yeah, it's I like good, it. I like it. White suit, Doc Ock. He, is he's trimmed cool. down. He's trimmed down. You know, not right, so he's doing. You know, he's, he's doing stunner. You know, he's got to got to yeah. stay in shape for his lady. Yeah. So this is white suit, Doc Ock. All right. Now he could kill Spider Man if he wants to, but he chooses not to. 
because he wants to think some dark, mysterious thoughts too, because that's what we do in the clone saga. Okay. Now he's been keeping his eye on Spider-Man since Doc Ock escaped from the vault because Spider-Man has changed and Doc Ock doesn't like it because he always thought that Spider-Man was a decent person that he reminded him of a lost part of himself. But now Spider-Man has been acting like any other bloodthirsty vigilante, which of course is all part of the deliberate disintegration of Peter Parker's character. Mm-hmm. You know, he's acting like this crazy bloodthirsty because we wanted him to be bad. We want Peter bad, been good. So, <laughs> so anyway, so Doc Ock, you know, says, well, you know, we haven't got very far in the plot yet, so I'm just going to toss you aside and watch for the, you know, I'm going to peep on your life here. The scene switches to Doc Ock's latest girlfriend, and he's had a few. Doc Ock, is, he gets around. Well, this time it's a stu- it's Stunner, but as we know, Stunner is not a real woman. Well, Stunner is a virtual reality projection of, uh, of a rather sad, overweight woman by the name of, yeah. I think Angela Brancal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because here's the thing: because as we kick off the adventures of Spider Ben, virtual reality is going to become a significant part of several upcoming plots. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, so anyway. So Stunner walks into a bar trying to pick a fight. You know, inner joke there. But since no one obliges, she just destroys the place uh, because it's fun. Doc Ock comes to fetch her. Anyway, so they go to their lair. And Stunner is in the mood. Stunner is in the mood. All right. <laughs> but Doc Ock is not because he's bummed out the way Spider-Man's behaving. Mm-hmm. Because Spider-Man is a better man. But, you know, but but he's better than me. And he reminds me of a little, some part of me I wish I was. And so anyway, so Stunner keeps going to, you know, keeps trying to warm up to Doc Ock. But, but then all of a sudden Stunner's like, bleh, 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 and she disappears. Okay, so what's going on there? Well, we don't know yet that she's a virtual reality projection. Anyway, so we go to Mary Jane. And Mary Jane is having deep thoughts because everybody has deep thoughts in the clone saga. All right? <laughs> and Mary Jane is uh, she's worried about how Peter's acting and how she is so tired. I am so tired. So anyway, so back to Spider-Man who finally decides he's got to go home. Because he's been hiding, he's been running from all his problems, you know, because he's been acting like a child for the last, ever since Robot Parents ended. Yep. He's been acting like an idiot, an yep. utter and complete idiot. So, so anyway, so he's, he, he's, as he tries to go home, then more thoughts of him floating around in this amniotic fluid keep crowding into his, his head. So Stunner shows up, you know, she's, again, she's still spoiling for a fight. She beats out the crap of spider. She beats the crap out of Spider-Man and calls him out on his whining. You know, it's like, you know, Hey, um, Oh, what does she say here? Anyway, you know, so they, they, you know, he's, he's feeling sorry for himself or whatever. And Stunner says, I thought you were the guy with the incredible sense of humor. So how come all I'm hearing is wine, wine, wine. What are you anyway? Spider-Man or spider infant? So, (laughs) but, um, so anyway, so she, be, you know, she beats him up. And, uh, so Doc Ock shows up and says, no, 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 this is wrong. There's no way you should have, no way you should have been able to take him. And he unmasks him and sees the face of Peter Parker. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. And the, uh, in fact, there it is, you know, Doc Ock, uh, yep. looking straight to the face of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the reason for the fantastic flip book and yeah. I don't care what condition it's in because it's a clone saga story. All right. <laughs> Actually, it's a uh, it's a uh, print story. Oh, really? So, yeah. So who gives a shit? I buy my comic books to look at the pretty pictures. I don't want to read. You know, yeah. if I want to read, I'll go find a real book. You know, gee whiz. So, so what do we got to go to now? We got well, to go to Spectacular Spider-Man. Spectacular. Which is Death Part two. This is this is actually pretty cool because this is Mary Jane. I have. Here, some I, new... I, I can full screen this one for you. There you go. All righty. There you go. She's preggers. I can't Sorry. Spoiled it. I'm thirty, 30 some. You didn't even. You didn't even say spoilers. Sorry. Oh, my bad. Anyway, so this is a this is another fantastic flip book. All right. Yeah. Uh, see what I did there. Anyway, did. so Mary Jane's on the cover. All right. Doc Ock is playing with chemicals. When we start that story, thinking I must be crazy. You know, I should be happy because Spider Man is dying. 
but yet here I am feverishly trying to cure him of the poison. And uh, so far he's unsuccessful. And for an unspecified reason, he tries to call Aunt May. But he reaches Anna Watson, who tells him that May has had a stroke. So Doc decides to send flowers because he's just that kind of guy. Yeah. All right. Now, and, and to be honest, I have always now here. Well, before I get into some other things, here's the thing. Here's the first page. And Doc Ock is, is working on the chemicals. Okay. Yeah. Now, see, when we last left Doc Ock, he looked cool. He looked like this. He was wearing a white suit and everything. Yeah. All right. So now we go to this story and he's wearing a brown suit. Well, you say, hey, JR, yeah. he just must have changed clothes, right? Well, then we go to part three and guess what? He's back in the white suit. Yeah. So here's one of the things that, that just kind of ticked me off is like, don't you guys talk? Can't you at least put him in the same damn suit the entire story? I mean, it, it's 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 re- actually pretty jarring to go from Bagley to uh, and who is this? Is is this it's, Bill? Uh, well, no, this no, it's, no, no, this is. And you know, George and Jr. too, to an extent, has praised Sal Buscema to the high high heavens. However, when he just did breakdowns and Bill Sienkiewicz did the uh, finishes, not a good pairing. No, not a good pairing at all. It looks no. awful. No, awful. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, the and that's not saying anything about you know Sankevich because uh, he's a great artist. But Sankevich is a good artist. It's just a lot of times a couple people just not going to mix. And yeah. I think this is, I think this is why Burn was so was so adamant about using one the same inker for mm-hmm. for decades and decades. Yeah, Terry Austin. This is not. Peanut butter and chocolate. This is peanut butter and fish. Mm. Well, and, and, and again, it's like you can't like sit in a room and say, okay, Doc Ock is going to wear a white suit, you know, during the whole thing. And it, but, but it is the, the styles are just jarring. You go from part one to part two. Uh, and, you know, you go from Bagley to, uh, I don't know, you go from Bagley to this. You know, I, I, it just, it's not, it's not my cup of tea, but anyway, so, so anyway, so Doc Ock's trying, you know, like he's trying to cure spider, but one thing I always, I I always have liked the fact that Doc Ock has a soft spot for Aunt May. Not, 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 it kind of got off the rails during the Conway years when they were getting married and she inherited an Island, but I've always kind of liked the fact that Doc Ock likes Aunt May and I've always and, and actually, you know, I like the way Doc Ock is portrayed in this story because this goes back to what you were talking about earlier, or actually, were you talking about last month, Brad? Um, you, you know month, what I yeah. like? just real quick. You know what I really like, Jr. I like it when writers remember that mm-hmm. and they work it in organically rather yeah. than be true. Like, remember when JMS first brought it up uh, when they were in Hollywood? And Aunt May and Otto saw one another, and she was like, "Otto, remember that?" I mean, that was that was uh-huh. perfect. That was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know, and, and, and see, and 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 Ock has, I mean, two, and, and this is, I mean, the whole theme through the story is Doc is trying to cure Spider Man because he literally doesn't know what he's going to do without him. His whole life has been mm-hmm. defined. His life these last several years has been defined by his rivalry with Spider Man. So with Spider Man dying. You know, it's kind of like, oh my God, what am I going to do without him? And that's, you know, and that's it's interesting. I mean, the, because when you think about, it, that's what's happened to a lot of these guys, is uh, you know, the the their whole existence is wrapped up in their relationship with Spider Man. Yeah. And I like I like the way Doc's portrayed here because it's still <clears throat> I like the contrast between Doc and Norman, for example. I like the fact that Doc essentially Doc does have a, some honor, some decency. Mm-hmm. Whereas Norman doesn't. Norman is mm-hmm. is is a, just a pure sociopath, you know. And uh, I, I just kind of like I like that contrast. Uh, the thing is, though, they take and I, I like the Doc Ock. I like it when Doc Ock knows that who Peter that Spider Man is Peter Parker. You know, I, it's like there there are certain villains I don't mind knowing. Norman Doc Ock. You know, um, I never liked that Venom knew because it was like who was Eddie Brock, but we've we've done that. But anyway, so. Doc, you know, uh, tells Stutter to go pick up some flowers for Aunt May. But who is watching this whole thing go on? <clears throat> the watching? Mask of Cain. 
pain. I and he and he starts out. See, remember in part one. Okay, part one. He starts out. I am Cain. Okay. Part two. I am Cain. Okay. <laughs> it's like he, he's really having a hard time remembering who he is, obviously. So I am Cain, and I cannot will not allow the likes of Otto Octavius to interfere with my plans for Spider-Man. All right. <laughs> oh, okay, more deep, dark thoughts from Kane. So, anyway, obviously, Amy, Amy is in the hospital, and she's had a stroke as, as we turned in. Mary Jane is visiting her, and she's telling May that she learned something today, something that fills her with joy and terror. 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 Not terror. Anyway, so Spider-Man is about to go into cardiac arrest. So Doc injects him with this untested compound, which makes Spider-Man bust through the restraints that's been keeping him down on the, the table. He goes completely bonkers. And all the while, he's having visions of him crawling out of goo. All right. On instinct, he, he lashes out at a stunner. He jumps through the window, bounds from building to building until he runs out of adrenaline and collapses. While during this whole time, Cain is watching yep. and brooding. Okay. And boring. <laughs> brooding and boring. So Doc rescues Peter and remembers un and remembers unmasking him way back in Amazing Spider-Man number 12. And it's like, what? And oh, where, where, where is it here? I'm trying to think, where does it happen? Because Doc wonders why he didn't make why he didn't believe it. I'm trying to think if it's addressed in this, in this issue or not, but, uh, he, when, when he unmasked Peter, he's wondering, why didn't I, why didn't I believe it back in amazing Spider-Man number 12 when it happened? It's so damned obvious. <laughs> so anyway, so he, you know, so Spider-Man wakes up in full costume alone on realizes his fever's gone. He thinks that doc is cured. So he goes back home, dark and moody. Spider-Man is gone. So, he goes home, and uh, after changing into Peter Parker, uh, Mary Jane walks in. But before Mary Jane walks in, Mary Jane is walking from the hospital. She's walking from the hospital, and guess who's watching? I am Kane. Kane. Kane is watching. This guy is a peeper. You know, <laughs> and it's like, how does he keep showing? Nobody sees him. He's, he follows- he's not Peter Parker. He's Peter Peeper. Come on. Come on, you guys. Uh. <laughs> Peter, Peter. So, so anyway, so Mary Jane walks in and they start acting like a soap opera couple. Yeah. Okay. Now, now I have to check who wrote this. Uh Mateus. No, Tom DeFalco. Oh, okay. Who's usually who's usually better than this, but uh is there any way we can excuse the word spoken in hasty anger without thought or mercy? Isn't there any possibility of forgiveness or any chance of rebuilding our love? I've had a few arguments with my wife and have made up a few times. I don't recall ever thinking quite like this. You know, <laughs> I just really don't. But uh, but anyway, so they I guess they decide to make up. Yeah, hold okay. it up there. That's got a big old kiss. Yeah, yeah it, it's but yeah, it's a kiss. I don't want to quite spoil the reveal on the next page because I guess who is what? Who is watching? Doctor Octopus. Doc Ock. <laughs> yeah, Doc Ock. So, man, everybody, everybody's peeking on the Parkers, man. So, so, so Kane was peeping. Now it's like they don't run into each other. Nope. You know. Like, like, you know, like, uh, the, the, the wily coyote and the sheepdog, you know, remember the oh, old Hannibal yeah. or the old cartoons, yeah. morning, Ralph, morning, Sam. So it's like, you know, Kane's, you know, it's like Kane standing there peeping and doc Ock comes and says, this is okay. I'll re- I'm relieving you now. And Kane says, okay, see you tomorrow, doc. You know? And so doc starts to peep, uh, anyway. So it's, it's pretty clear what's on Peter and Mary Jane's mind. They rush into each other's arms, you know, and, uh, I won't read. Well, anyway. Uh, there's more. Uh, let's see. The journey has been hard and costly. We have each stared into our own abyss, but the worst is finally over. Tonight, we'll dance into the wee hours. You sure you taking? You sure you're taking him to his exam in the morning? And can you tone the volume down a little? 
hang on, boys and girls. Hold on. Let's watch JR text his wife. Will it be the same dialogue that Peter talks to Mary Jane in? I suspect not. I will read you the caption, what it says, when Peter and Mary Jane just get up out of bed. The food may not rank highly as a gourmet feast. The same can easily be said for our li libation of choice. But the lights are soft and low, and the music is Sinatra at his moody best. The journey has been hard and costly. We each have stared into our own abyss, but the worst is finally over. Tonight, we'll dance into the hours, uh, luxuriate, luxuriating in wonder of our love. That's exactly what JR just texted his missus. Tonight, we'll renew our love, strengthen the ties which bind us so closely, and maybe just maybe. I'm so uncomfortable with all of this. We'll find a way to live happily ah. ever after. Yep. Honestly, you know, this is why if this is why some people probably hated the spider marriage. Because mm -hmm. Way I don't have a problem Peter with the writing. I have a problem with Brad narrating it like a. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's I don't, what I don't have the gig with the uh, the book on tape. That's what gives you the creeps, huh? You have cringe uh, on tape. <laughs> because oh, Mary my. Jane and Peter did talk to each other in a way that married couples they people. People don't talk to each other like this. They don't think like <sighs> this. And it's like, I, I, it just, it just makes me wonder. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if DeFalco was, well, DeFalco was married, but he never had any kids. But anyway, I don't know. It just, people don't, th this is what drove me crazy about the marriage. And I like the marriage. But like I said, people do not talk this way to each other. But she's um, got some news. What news does she have? Well, Doc, first of all, Doc realizes that his antidote didn't cure Peter. It's only made him better for a few hours. Yeah. Peter also realizes the virus is coming back, but just before he decides to tell Mary Jane, she has something to tell him. More and yes, boys and girls, yeah. we're going to have a baby. Maury Povich came out. You are the father. And that's so fast because they just got done doing it. <laughs> I'm just like wicked fast. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, here, want to go to the letters page. Spectacular spider mail. Yeah. Literally, um, I mean, we just saw Mary Jane just found out firsthand. Spectacular and the thing spider is, people mail. Are starting to people are starting <laughs> to figure out. I See, I didn't figure out where this was going. I, I honestly did not believe that Marvel was yep. going to make Peter Parker the clone and been yeah. the real one. I just, I was naive. I did, but people are already starting to figure it out. Okay. okay. Um, and, and this one letter writer is saying, okay, you know, he's complained about the changes in comics. And he says, I realize times are changing. You want to keep on top. Uh, but the last thing I'd like to see is Spidey being replaced by a clone, although yeah. it's probably not likely. Um, and then, of course, the editor's answer is, well, I think you'll like the changes you'll be seeing over the course of the next seven months. Yeah. yeah everyone sure did, didn't they? Nope. Uh, yeah, anyway. So that was the end of part two. All right. Part three of Web of Death. Oh, by the way, this is not a fantastic flip book. Oh, so okay. I won't flip it. It's not a fantastic okay. flip book. All right. So anyway, so now. What what Doc issue Doc. is this? Is this uh, Adjective this is, 54? No, this is Amazing 398. Oh, right. 398. Okay. Yes. So we're now, in February 95 now. Okay. And now Doc Ock is back to peeping on Mary Jane and Peter Bagley. By the way, I bought that box of, hold that ad up with Cookie Crisp. I bought a box of Cookie Crisp so I could have those uh, Spider-Man cards in it. I remember buying that. Cookie Crisp was a good cereal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, like, I always like Cookie Crisp. It was a good stuff. So, they still make it? I think they do. I don't know. So what happens? Mary Jane tells Doc is peeping on Peter and Mary Jane. Mary Jane tells Peter, and then Peter just remembers, hey, you know what? This reminds me of the Spider-Man musical. So I'm going to bounce off the walls, like that one song in the musical, Bounding Off the Walls. Uh, so, but then he realizes, he's thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to die. But he decides to keep that for Mary Jane, suggests to get cleaned up and, and go see Aunt May in the hospital. Uh, but Mary Jane looks out the window and thinks, you know, let's see here. I know, I know that she, oh, yeah. She's thinking, you know, 
Peter has been laying a million eggs of cancer in me. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. dark. Yeah. Good well, God. Her, well, I have, I have to claim uh, that came from, uh, uh, Kari Andrews and Spider-Man rain. But Mary Jane is thinking, I can't help wondering about our child when that irradiated spider bit Peter and gave him his incredible powers. It somehow mutated his metabolism. Uh, it doesn't seem to have harmed him in any way, but what about my baby? Mary Jane, what about you with the million eggs of cancer inside you? Uh, so look at George's face. He's just disgusted at JR right now. Gross. Well, no, I think he's just generally disgusted with the direction of Spider-Man comics. Yeah, this was a horrible period. This was this was the shit that made me stop reading. Yeah, for a while it did. I mean, stuff was just terrible. So, so Peter and Mary Jane go to the hospital, and so Peter is is talking to Emma as she's laying in her coma. The thing is, though, is this Aunt May, or is it the is this the genetically engineered actress? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. So, by the way, anyway, just in from YouTube, they still make Cookie Crisp just without the cartoon dog and the cop. I remember. Yeah, when it first came out, it was like a wizard. Yeah, it was a wizard. And I I bought. This is how successful the ads were for Cookie Crisp back in the mid 80s. There is an ad for. Let me see if I can find it. It Uh, I think it started off with like a wizard and then it went to like some kind of like crook who was trying to steal the Cookie Crisp. It did. It did. Yeah. And here, here it is. Uh, let me see. Okay. Uh, let me pull it up. So this ad right here got me to buy Cookie Crisp. There's your wizard with the cookies mm-hmm. on the hat. Mm-hmm. And I, I could not find ASM 252 anywhere. However, in my Marvel comic, the Hulk is holding it. And it says if you buy, how many boxes you got to buy? Uh all you have to do is collect proof of purchase seals, then send them in. How many do you need? It doesn't say. But anyway, I bought a, I ate a bunch of this thinking I would get 252 because it's right there. And months go by and months go by. And guess what issue I get? I get 259 of Amazing. I did not get 252. So I was kind of disappointed. So that's my little Cookie Crisp ad story. And these are the Ooh. cards that did you see? I did not. These are the cards that you got in by getting Cookie Crisp that Jr. was just holding up. Yeah, so. I like to add uh, Cookie Crisp was that it really it soaked up the milk really nice, and it's but but it mm. still had a texture to it, and it was oh god, it was amazing, and then it would fall apart mm. in your mouth. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Whoa, it was like the pulled pork of cereals. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <laughs> <laughs> there's here's the <laughs> the pulled pork if that's not a damn quote i don't know what it is there's the kind of like, uh, kind of like the bacon stegron is the bacon of spider-man you know because bacon makes yeah. everything better so okay jr's not wrong look at this george there's a youtube video where they combine cookie crisp with cocoa puffs five thousand calories would you eat that bowl of cereal jr wait what Cookie Crisp and Cocoa Puffs, five thousand calories. Yeah, I'd eat sure. That. If I could, uh, if I was, if I didn't have to go anywhere, and I when I went into my sugar coma. Whoa! So somebody, somebody just poured a bowl of cookie and chip chips ahoy into a bowl. Yeah, twelve. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't eat that. That's that's crazy. Two hundred and three. But oh my okay, god! Okay, first of all, first of all, yeah, <laughs> these these bowls are they're, they're like mixing bowls. Yeah, they're mixing. This bowls. is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I would I would eat a mixture of Cookie Crisp. And cocoa puffs in a reasonable bowl. That sounds delicious, actually. Yeah, but I mean, no, like I, I'm not going to pour like two boxes of cereal into the same bowl and eat that. That's crazy. Well, this this guy did it. This, uh, well, God, God bless his kidneys. Well, here you go. Here's a that's a giant bowl of cookie crisp. There, he's just there. Go crazy, sir. I mean, okay. First of all, you're doing this. <laughs> And and the milk is going to go everywhere when you try to pour pour it onto here. Let's see if it does indeed. Let's. Uh, by the way, the audio listeners can't see this. You need to just watch the YouTube. Oh, he did. There's the milk. Do we not see how he pours the milk on it? Okay, here we go. Let's take a look. Okay, so he doesn't try to get. Oh, see, yeah, it's splashing everywhere. Yeah. Go, genius. Fail. <laughs> <Trail. laughs> 
poor JR is like, what the hell is this? JR just got distracted. Like, I gotta, I gotta take my boy to the ACD tomorrow. And Here, let's, like let's fast forward to the end. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Six minutes in. Six minutes in. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going to want oh, that. Oh, my wet. gosh. Yeah, you're going to want that wet. Yeah. Oh, good. 23 minutes in. At some point, you. Oh, you would, look at this would, kid. At some point, you pass out from sugar shock. You'd have to. Oh, look, oh, look at all that sugar he's in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my heavens. Oh, 25 minutes of that. Don't Let's worry, Brad, Brad will edit all of this out later. And no, by edit, I, I mean he won't. Yeah, I, if you're listening to audio, I'm sorry. I, I'm very sorry. Okay. No, he's not. I'm not. Okay. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Back to Web of Death, speaking of which that one, guy probably will have after eating that much. I was about to say, speaking of making oneself sick, uh, Peter and Mary Jane go out to for a fancy dinner, and Peter starts getting sick. And uh, he you know, drops his wine glass. And uh, this gentleman comes over and offers his assistance. And of course we know that this character who we've never seen before, just appearing and actually having lines of dialogue means that he's not an insignificant character. So this obviously is, as we learn later, Jacob Raven, the detective from Utah who thinks that Peter Parker killed his partner, even though Peter Parker was, could probably be proven to be no, uh, whatever. Uh, that was another stupid story. The whole trial of Peter Parker thing. But anyway, we'll get to that later. So, so anyway, so as Peter's kind of recovering, he looks out the window and who does he see? He sees Doc Ock peeping. All right. So he goes to, and he and Doc Ock have a brief little confrontation uh, or whatever. And, and Doc Ock tells him that <laughs> you're still sick. Um, and, uh, oh, oops, oops. Okay. Okay. Doc's back in his white suit. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Stunner is off, is out in Central Park, tearing things up just to get her jollies when she hears a voice that says, stay away from Octopus. She looks around and goes, who is that? Who is it? Kane, I am Kane. Oh my God! Anyway, she says, "Who's there?" The captions go, "Maybe nobody, maybe the wind, maybe Kane, <laughs> maybe it's Cookie Crisp." <laughs> so back to the lab where Spidey and Doc Ock are working on the formula again. Peter ingests this latest brew and collapses. Then he feels his spirit leaving his body. He By the sees way, other soul, doesn't he that, sees other that souls room look like Mountain Dew with uh, cookie crisp in it? Yes, it does. <laughs> oh my God, you're going to trigger our chat. Can can, can you can you hold up the picture, Jr. Um, <laughs> Mountain Dew with Chris cookie crisp in it. There you go. It, and Peter looks like Reed Richards in this. Oh, he does, doesn't he? So, so anyway, he drinks it, pass and collapses, but then he. he I think he's, he's cured, well, he thinks he's dying. So, you know, he's going up, he's going up to heaven. You know, he sees a bright light. He sees Jesus. He starts singing rock of ages. You know, he sees Nick Katzenberg, uh, you know, which is, of course, that's the first person that he wants to see as he's going to heaven is Nick Katzenberg. Um, See, and Nick tells him that they all just hang around until they go to one place or the other. And then he hears someone call him and he goes to the voice. Is that me in the hospital? And so Peter is there in the spirit form. And so is Aunt May now. So Aunt May is in spirit form talking to Peter, who is in spirit form. Yeah. Okay. Even, even though Aunt May is an actress. Yeah. Not genetically actually, engineered. Not actually dead. Yeah. <laughs> The, act, the actress is, is even doing the role in her own death. <laughs> that was a pretty fat paycheck. You can continue to yeah. part in the afterlife. I, the contract says even in death, you have to perform this. Act. That's method acting. <laughs> so uh, anyway, he, anyway, so Aunt May tells him that he has to go on a journey, a journey that she can't go on with him. Oh, my gosh. It's like and she tells him, remember what Captain Kirk said at the end of Star Trek six? <laughs> Go to the second star on the right, right. and straight on till morning. There so you go. Peter 
Peter goes up into the light. White light. To be continued. All right. So that takes us uh, to, to part four. All right. I mean, I, I may not make it to web of life. I mean, just pull. Yeah. Let, let's, um, let's, I agree. Let's kill it after this one. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh, Spec 221 and One Shall Die. Web of Death 404. Written by DeFalco and pencils by Busima and Inker Sinkevich. All right. So anyway, so we're going to pull the plug here. We're not going to go to web of life. Uh, maybe we'll do that some other time. Yeah. Well, maybe actually, you know what? Uh, February, when we do February. Well, we'll there you go. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, was like I said, what's kind of like I said, it's, uh, I'm thinking kind of maybe evolving into that where we do stories instead of just a That's particular fine. month. But anyway, so last we saw Peter go into the light. He's grabbed by an outstretched hand and it's Uncle Ben. And Peter's biological parents are there to meet him as well. <laughs> See, that wasn't us down there on Earth and those stupid robots, you yeah, know. Dumb robots. You know? And Ben says, we wish we could have warned you about those fakes, but that's in the past. No doppelgangers or imposters here. Imposters here. And then Peter goes, I'll bet there aren't any clones either. And Ben, and, and no, he really says that. He says, I'll bet there aren't any clones here either. There and then you go. Ben, Ben says, well, uh, that's something you don't have to worry about anymore. So, you know, there, there again, it's another telegraphing where this is going to go. Oh, uh, Michael Reed wants to know what happened to that Aunt May actress. And didn't she die somehow? She died on the, on the bed. And yeah, yeah she, died in ASM, she died. She died. And yeah. then it was revealed by Byrne that, uh, that was an actress and the real Aunt May was being held hostage by Norman. That's and, right. At the end that's of the right. clone saga. Well, at the end of um, the revelations. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, no, not at the end of revelations. It was the end of the, um, it, it was when they get, they rebooted Spider-Man for the first time, a uh, gathering of five, gathering oh, okay. of five and final chapter. Okay, did, did Nor and Michael Reed wants to know, did Norman kill the actress or I think, or did she die for natural causes? I don't remember. It looked well, she, he probably killed her, uh, yeah. but it, it, you know, it looked like she died of natural causes. Yeah. So anyway, so Peter starts talking to his mom and then, you know, and then Peter starts, you know, writhing around because back on earth, Doc Ock is shocking him because his heart had stopped. Yeah. So, so Peter keeps plummeting to earth, you know, whining that it's not fair that he's earned his rest, you know, and Harry Osborne of all people reaches out to him because Harry's dead. He's really dead. I mean, he's dead. Okay. He's, we're not going to see him come back to life later or anything because he's not dead anyway. So that's because he's too busy being kindred. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Harry like, grabs him and says, I'll put a stop to your misery. And Peter, Peter, anyway, Peter lets go realizing that even death is no refuge and he has to go back to earth. Why? Because he wants to feel the sensation of Doc Ock kissing him. Yes. I forgot the little mouth, the mouth between Doc and Peter. Yep. So breathe. Anyway. <laughs> so, so he does revive. He does revive Spider-Man. And so Stunner decides to plant her lips on Doc Ock. Yeah. <sighs> so anyway, what happens is Doc tells Stenner to go call the cops to arrest him. All right. Because as he tells Spider, you know, uh, well, anyway, we'll get to that. But anyway, a Stenner goes to talk to the police or to call the police. Who's watching? Kane. I am Kane is watching. Uh, so anyway, so basically Doc says that uh, I'm having myself arrested so that you can relax and enjoy your wife for a wife. <laughs> enjoy that too. You can enjoy your life for a while, but but when he breaks out of jail again, he knows that Spider-Man will be there waiting for him. Mm -hmm. So he didn't, you know, like he said, I didn't heal you to become your bosom buddy. I healed you so that we can kick each other's ass again and again and again. Yeah. All right. So Peter goes back home and Mary Jane has, and he's bringing home a crib set. Yeah. So, so they're going to, anyway, meanwhile, and here's another, here's a significant event, which happens is as Kane, as Doc Ock is being arrested, Kane breaks in to the <coughs> paddy wagon. 
<coughs> and snaps Doc Ock's neck. Yeah. And kills Doc Ock. Okay, let's see. Let's see that real quick. Uh, there, there we, we go. go. You must die. Yep. And the last panel is Stunner crying over Doc Ock's body. That's pretty so, significant. I mean, he's dead. Doc nah. Ock really is dead. dead. I mean, for a uh, little bit. He doesn't come what? back until when? Well, he comes back after the clone saga, and he's revived by mystical mystical ninjas. Okay. Because DeFalco apparently realized that it was stupid to kill Doc Ock. And the only yeah. reason, and Marvel admitted this, they wanted to make Kane look bad. Yeah, we, we, we bring this up. We, well, we, ha we have in the past. We've brought this up a lot of times when we... Uh, when we talk about some of the lower points of the clone saga and about yeah. we pointed it out. Um, I think we talked about this briefly back when, remember when uh, they did the whole secret world or secret wars, battle world crap. Yeah. And yep. Spider-Man was in his own thing. What, what was that? What was that? Renew your vows. No, 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 no. What was the, what was the bad guy? The, the one that, the one that beat oh, up all the, all the gauntlet. superheroes. Gauntlet? Huh? Gauntlet? No, 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 no. But I know who you're talking. Did it start about. with an R? It was, it was, it was some. It was some Revenger. No, uh, it was some throwaway slot character that no one cared about. But really? but the whole thing was is like he had beaten everybody. It, you know, like, Revenger? like he, he took uh, he took all the heroes out. He was just that bad. We we, we and we we brought about you know like we yeah. talked about this specifically about how stupid it was yeah. and about how stupid it was for slot to do it. Um, right. at the time. Uh, I can't, yeah, I can't remember that guy's name for the life of me because it wasn't that impactful and no regent cared. says Venkman regent. Thank you. Yeah. I forgot about that. So spare. So, so, so Borvac has a question, which I think he's overthinking it. So the real Aunt May's spirit was in the hospital with the actress, Aunt May's body. Or maybe it was the actress's spirit, and she was just the dedicated. You're overthinking no. it, Borvac. Borvac, yeah. you have to look at it this way. At the yeah. time that they wrote the story, Aunt May was dead, and that was her ghost. Yep. Yep. Later on, they brought Aunt May back and probably didn't even care about this story. They don't. Because they were thinking, ah, you know what? It was the clone saga, and no one's going to care. <laughs> because so many people well uh, i i say that i say so many people stop reading it i was one of them at the time that did stop reading it yet they've always said that like it, it sold very well i just didn't know where to end yeah but the the thing is if if people liked it it would have stuck michael reed says uh, i still think they should have been ock somehow faked his death and have him be the mastermind of the clone saga jr what do you think of that you like that or norman of course <laughs> Uh, he the, likes Norman. Yep, is the Pope Catholic? I know it. Yep. Uh, but 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 Doc Ock couldn't have been the mastermind because, which is funny because in the Ultimate Universe, Doc Ock is the mastermind behind the Clone Saga. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean when you think about it, and I, I remember actually writing an article about this. When you think about it, whoever was doing this the whole time had to know that Peter Parker was Spider Man the whole yeah. time, and that wasn't. Doc Ock. Doc Ock didn't know. And of course, I mean, obviously, you know, as, as we've already talked with, is it Aunt Mayer, the genetically modified actress, mm -hmm. you know, they could have done anything. It wouldn't have mattered, but, uh, but no, I, I, yeah. no, I'm, I'm glad they brought Norman back. So here's and, a question. And, and, oh, and, and the thing is, is, isn't it ties by doing that, you tie a crappy story to an actual good character instead of letting it just be on the shoulders of Miles Warren, who is already a shitty character. Shitty story, shitty villain. Then it's just easy to, to file it away. Oops, but we don't have to talk about this again. And then just move the hell forward. So uh, January 95 and February 95 is what this consisted of. Was yeah. this a good two months or is this a good story? JR. No, no, not at all. I mean, and uh, and and we'll get into uh, Web. Of, we'll talk about Web of Death next month next month yeah. on, which actually really will be next month before yeah. but uh no i mean i, I mean it, here's the thing though i mean in a way we're taking this out of context because you really in a way have to kind of sit and read all these just to get how truly bad it all is but i mean just in these four issues i mean it, it's like you got to wonder where editorial was because kane either kane and doc ock are always peeping and kane is always i am kane I am yeah. Kane. I'm thinking dark thoughts or whatever. And it's like, who writes this? I mean, can you get any more monotonous? Can you get any more? 
uh, uh, redundant and repetitive. Well, I mean, it's just—I well, think it's just a time period because look how stupidly Venom's written at the same time. Well, also or around you, the around the same time. I wouldn't want to be one of four writers writing one story because you got Demetrius and you got DeFalco and who else was doing these four parters during the clone saga. But see, here's the thing. That's where you have, that's why you have editors. Yeah. You know, to step in and say, but the thing is probably, and I've obviously I've never been a comic book writer, artist, or editor, never had any desire to be or whatever, never had any talent to be, but probably so many things are going on at once. Yeah. And they have to all be, and they have to be done by a certain time and you got deadlines. Probably once something gets to a certain point, it just simply cannot be changed. Yeah. Yeah. But it, you do kind of, you know, you do, like I said, just by the fact that Doc Ock looks different and is wearing different clothes from part to part. Uh, it, it's like yeah. nobody can even get together and say, okay, Doc Ock is wearing a white suit or Doc Ock. So that just so that the, yeah. the, the issues look as similar as they can. Well, yeah. I remember doing the, uh, during the Wacker years, even we, we used to point out about how a lot of times they couldn't even get the coloring of Carly Cooper's hair from one panel to the next correctly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I, I've always, I wondered, you know, it's like, but, and, and again, I mean, the thing is, if you read any, any, you know, what was going on behind the scenes, I mean, it was just, it was, it was, it was chaos. And it, you not know, much I mean, it's changed in 25 years with editors, in my opinion, because the news just came out today that that JJ Abrams and his son book has been delayed 11 weeks. Like they've, they put the ending of it. They've released issue one. They've released issue two. And don't you think the editor would have all five stories in it before they go to presses? They've never done this. Remember what happened with civil war, it. for example, yeah. you know, the, how, 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 how civil war, uh, the, the, the delays in that main story wrecked the entire line. Yeah. I mean, the entire Marvel line had to be delayed because they couldn't, you know, and it's like, why didn't you, you, you know, why, why didn't you get like, you know, half a dozen issues in the can, before you start releasing it, I don't but, get you know, it. That's not, but, but it's always been that way. It's always it's this short term uh, mentality. Get things out as quickly as you can. Don't worry about the quality. Don't worry about the accuracy. Mm-hmm. You know, just get it out. You know, and 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 uh, you know, keep up with the other guy. What what was DC? What were they? Com- what were what were they? Were they competing with like fifty two? Was fifty two going on at the time, or fifty two wrapped or something? Well, this is yeah, isn't in that time frame where we had like a good ten year stretch where all it was was unending events that were like a hundred plus issues. Yeah. I mean, just mm-hmm. some of the stupidest decisions I've ever seen. I mean, it was, I, I say that, I mean, I say that from a, from a, uh, a fan point of like a, a, someone who used to read from both of those two companies. who was like, no, I'm done. In fact, the, the thing that stopped me uh, buying so many comics in the first place, once I had gotten back into it was the, was the unending events. And I was like, no, I'm done. I'm not playing this game. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm not doing this. is stupid. It's ridiculous. JR, have you read that JJ Abrams Spider Man book? I read the first couple issues, uh, but there is there is Awful. nothing remotely interesting Awful. about it. It's Awful. not it's not interesting. Awful. It, it it really isn't. I mean, I it, it's you know, it's like if you want to do the stories of Spider Man having a kid, bring back Mayday. It's been done. It, yeah, it, it's been done. Yeah, you know, that's been, that's why that's why the this news when I when I saw it today it was like, who cares? Because like they already they they did the whole you know the classic J.J. Abrams mystery box mm-hmm. crap that people are already tired of and people are going to hate Star the next Star Wars because of it. But you know it's it's like they they did a switcheroo. They did you know like as soon as the issue came out yeah. and then people were like WTF is this crap? Mary Jane's dead. Shut up. Yeah. them back. Issue one. Yeah. Like we don't have, we don't want anything to do with this. And so, yeah, who, who does it matter? They could delay it next year. Is anyone going to care? Yeah. Vinkman has a no, request. Nobody, JR. Nobody Vinkman says, since JR is starting to cover the whole story arcs in Spider History, I'd love to see him cover the drug trilogy. At least I want to hear JR read Norman's dialogue from the end of part one. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. what the dialogue is in part one. Oh, oh it, was, it, just, it was just in the ASM. Company. Norman with the crazy sweats. Yeah, just, yeah. just, 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 you know. You know, uh, uh, super villains, uh, a nice, good old super villain tirade. Uh, you, you know, you never know. It depends what uh, it depends on uh, uh, what months we cover. Uh, but but I've always, like I've said on Spider History, sometimes I avoid doing the uh, the classic stay and stuff because, mm-hmm. uh, well, one because that era has been so 
everybody, you know, I, I don't know. Everybody's familiar with all those stories. Everybody's seen them analyzed a, a zillion times over and over again. Um, uh, but you never know. I mean, sometimes we go, we, we do like, we just, we did Craven's last hunt. You, you just never know. I mean, I don't know. Brad may fire me by, you know, before we get yeah, to that. Good. So, uh, another, we, uh, another question for the two of you, this is a low point. I think of Spider-Man history. Um, when, when do we see some promise? I have the answer in mind that I will answer after I hear your answers, but when is the, when's the next time you're like, Oh, Spider-Man's getting better. Um, Ooh. well, I mean, I one, we haven't hit bottom yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we haven't hit bottom yet, but I, um, actually the post clone saga yeah. era when, uh, Mackie was writing yeah. Peter Parker and Demetrius was writing spectacular that and the adjectiveless book was really good. And DeFalco was writing amazing. John Jr. Yeah. I really thought that was, that was a good, and, and of course, sensational was what Desago and, and that was always kind of a, yeah, it was a little kid book. Child. I thought, but, uh, but no, I mean, with those three, those, I thought, I thought it was a good period and I really enjoyed the stories. I mean, of course, part of it was because Norman was a part of it, but Mackie wrote Norman and that Mackie wrote Norman very well. Demetrius wrote Norman very well. And they were both and, and Mac. I mean, Mackie's had his stretches, but I thought Mackie did a pretty decent job on that run. And you're talking it about was, rock, rock bottom. This is 95. I'd say 96, 97 is rock bottom. And what got me through as a Spider-Man fan during the clone saga was the untold tales of Spider-Man. That was the book I read first. When I got my stack. Well, the thing is, it's funny when you mention rock bottom. So we've had <laughs> more than one. I mean, we obviously had the clone saga and that immediate, you know, mm -hmm. and then we had the, the reboot, the first 18 months of the burn Mackey reboot. Yeah, that was right. That was another low spot. Yeah. And then of course we had brand new day, you know, yeah. it's, 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 these are, it's, it's hard to pick. It's it's hard to Michael to pick one Michael Reed other. says ASM four hundred was the last real good issue of Spider Man before the Clone Saga went nuts. ASM four hundred <laughs> was good. That's when we thought it really was Aunt May dying, mm -hmm. and I liked that book a lot. I was like, she knew, she knew mm -hmm. all this time. I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. I agree on that. All right, any final thoughts, fellas? Jr. We got you, the final you, thought. you asked both of us. You didn't even go to me. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> George, what was the last good point uh, uh Spider-Man uh, got better out of the clone saga? When, when were you like it's getting better? When Jenkins started writing PTSM. Yeah. That was my that was my first inclination too. It was a bad stretch, but it as bad as that stretch was, it wasn't anything like being saddled with Dan Slot for ten years. Yes, I would agree. As bad as things were, Slot was worse. Yeah. It, it, it's it's fun. That I can well, it's interesting to me that I go back and I look retroactively. Like I've I've been doing uh, with with the with the same prism towards Star Wars, Star Wars, and the like the mishandling of the current trilogy has made me go back and look at the prequels and think, you know what, these weren't so bad. Um, because that that's one thing that the new trilogy has done is it has elevated the prequels by comparison because the prequels compared to it are better. Um. I look, I, at the same, I look at the same way. I, I look at the same way with um, with with the slot years versus the Clone Saga. The Clone Saga was bad. It made me stop reading comics. Um, it was a slap to the face. But the slot years from Brand New Day onward was worse. It was way more egregious. It was antag. It was purposefully antagonistic. Where the Clone Saga, it w it wasn't done antagonistically. Mm. The clone, it wasn't. The Clone Saga was done from an idea. Hey, what what about we explore this? And it just went too far, and they didn't know when to stop it. Yeah. Uh, with with all the brand new day, the OMD stuff onward, it was purposefully done. So well, it the was. Thing, though, with, yeah. The thing with the Clone Saga, though, is like. You still have to sit and wonder what were they thinking? What? What? I mean, were, 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 had they been sniffing glue or something that they they actually thought that that would be a good idea? That's what I can't. Yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't. Maybe they and then they deliberately destroyed Peter Parker's character so that you would think that. Ben was cool. And then they would, they would, you know, like I said, they killed off Doc Ock, you know, and, cause they want to make Kane look cool. And, and, you know, maybe it wasn't done with the belligerence, for example, that, uh, uh, that the slot era and the brand new day era was done where it was literally done to, 
you know, to make the fans angry and, and a big F you to the fans. But yeah. I, it just, to me, the, the delusion that had to be going on in at Marvel, I, I still can't figure it out. I mean, what, what, how, how do you get in such an echo chamber that you thought that that was actually a good idea? Vinkman wants to know, uh, which is worse, burn Mackie reboot or Dan slot run slot. Here's the thing. The Mackie reboot got some things wrong and Mackie, and we've talked about this a lot before. Mac Mackie was just on the book too long. Yeah. yeah. Mackie was a pitcher left out on the mound way too long by Ralph Macchio. Yeah. yeah. Or Bob Harris. And Bob, Bob Harris, both of them. Well, I mean, yeah. when he was, at, he was, he'd been on the book for a long time and then they doubled his workload. Dude, yeah. even when, even when Mackie left, Mackie admitted he was on the book too long. Yeah. Remember, remember he came to the Alvaro boards? Yeah. JR, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I do. And, and, and made a big old post and talked about all this stuff. And then I felt bad because I, you remember JR, like I, I was pissed back in the day. Oh yeah, with a lot of the like the late Mackie stuff that Mackie and Mackie was like, dude, this wasn't our idea to kill Mary Jane. We didn't want to do, <laughs> you know. And he was no, whose idea even, was it? Burn didn't even want. Burn didn't even want to do it. Whose idea why he was it? That was Harris. Bob Harris. Bob Harris. Harris. Yeah. yeah, that was Bob, Bob Harris. Harris. So you know, you had all this you know stuff. Mackie was just left on the book too wrong, too long, and they made some missteps. The stuff under the slot run was was all done very purposefully. A lot of it antagonistically. A lot of it. I mean, like even even Axel Alonso, when they did one more day, admitted in Wizard uh, in the Wizard interview, he admitted as much as they were they they were counting on people to get pissed off. That was part of their marketing was they wanted people pissed off. You remember that? And then after five years, remember remember we we noted that, and then at one point, Slaughter Wacker told us that never happened. Mm. I can't remember which one of them on the board, yeah. and it was I think it was on the boards. Either Slaughter Wacker at one point told us that no, that never happened, and we were like, dude, this was in print. Yeah. You had Axel Alonso saying we're counting on people to be pissed off over this. Yeah. And then they and then when it dragged on and then suddenly it's five years and people are still bitching about one more day, and then suddenly they were like, uh, you know, maybe maybe we weren't thinking it would go on too long. This and long. now now ten years later. <laughs> yeah, ten years later. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I think uh, normally years ago I would have said, Oh, the back burn back uh, the man the burn Mackey reboot was worse. But the thing is the burn Mackey reboot came to an end after eighteen months to two yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. Not I mean, a, not ten. I mean they they cor- I mean here's the thing they corrected the course. I mean, it, yeah. it became, you know, it was like after 18 months, they brought in, I think they brought in Paul Jenkins uh, for um, Paul Jenkins the, and, uh, and JMS. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the, the amount of time it take, it, it took to fix that is nothing in comparison to what Nick Spencer has had to focus on to fix all the crap that slot did and done yeah. all, under the slot years. And it was Spencer has been doing a really good job and, and he's on going on his second year, and he's had to do a slot cleanup. Well, and uh, another problem though with the and the Spencer run though, and, and it's not his fault, but all these damned events. You yeah. know, now we've got this twenty ninety nine event, and 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 that whole thing with the, the the Central Park thing. I mean, I I why why did that go on so long? I mean, it just I, I probably they told him to pad it out would be would be my guess. Oh yeah, but, yeah. You know, this is all yeah. You know, but 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 yeah, I mean that. See, that's the thing. It these events, I mean, are are, and of course, I guess because people buy them, that's why they keep doing them. But really, mm-hmm. they kill the momentum of a book. You know, they yeah. go on too long because it's like, and and one, I guess this this exposes my weaknesses as a reviewer because I mean, you know, I you know, you guys are all able to say something clever and witty about every issue. I can't. It's like mm-hmm. it's a you know, there's no. It's like there's no when it's a four to six parts. There's no story in this issue. It's not going anywhere. It's not doing anything. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, it's hard to evaluate each issue. It's like, you know, talk to me when the story's over, yeah. but uh, it, it's just, I, you know, we, when, when we think about, when we look about, when we talk about stories from the seventies and the eighties and things like that, you know, I mean, they wrapped up, yeah. you know, and they didn't go on. I mean, it's, you know, so, I mean, that to me, that's what's killing the industry. Part of what's killing the industry. A whole lot of things are killing the industry. Yeah. Well, the, but, you know, the, um, um, I we're because we're talking about Spencer's run. Um, I will. I, I'm excited, and I and I look forward to the day when when Spencer doesn't have to can doesn't have to isn't isn't still spending energy to fix what slot broke as much. And you know we can. And I hope he's on the book long enough that we can mm-hmm. finally get to that. You know, to the part where his status quo was fully established. Even I mean, we're still trying to repair slot crap. You know, yeah. 
um, you know, like I, 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 almost two years into, into what he's been doing. But um, at, at the same time, he's never going to be free and no Marvel writer will be from from the continual. Well, just unending assault barrage of crossovers. Well, what's that new one they announced? They the redacted one that that. Oh yeah, that the, they were teasing a crossover where they didn't mention the damn thing that's happening in the book. Yeah, why would you? Why would you order that? There's one, no, no information. One way to get to guarantee I won't buy anything is to have Tom Brevard come out and pitch it. Yeah, yeah, that's a non-starter for me. Period from the get-go. That's that's a big no for me, dog. I'm out. But it, it, and here's another thing. It's like, you know, twenty ninety-nine. I mean, I I was interested in the twenty ninety-nine universe the first time around. Okay, but. It had its moment, it had its run, and it was done. It was done. But they keep, it's like they keep going to, who cares anymore about 2099? You know, I mean, I, I'm individual characters that people like and stuff, but who, who, why do they keep trying to bring it back? You know, it won't last. It won't last, you know, it, it <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, that is your January 2020 spider history. We'll be back for Web of Life next in February. There you go. All right. Well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, One more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to uh, that I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. 